Sup, you've reached Clarissa, I'm out somewhere being da bomb and can't answer. My bad. <laughs> Leave me your name number and a sweet message and I'll hit you up later. Peace. Hey, it's Amelia. And Sherrick. You told us to call, let you know what we're doing. We're, we get your voicemail almost every week at this point. Oh, well, I guess we'll leave you a message about what we're up to and our pop culture thoughts of the week, and hopefully we'll hear back from you soon. It's like we have a podcast about saving hundreds on exfoliants by fucking hairy people. Anyway, hi. We missed you. Well, I'm going to go. It's just me on the phone call this week, everybody. Amelia has left. He was walked away from the phone. I like to think that this is like when in the like the prior to the era in which cell phones were really just most people's prior. I got not mandatory. I was going to say primary way of like having a phone. Mm -hmm. It's like when your mom and dad call you and you're just like, well, I'm going to put your mother on the phone. So. (laughs) (laughs) Except it's your two weird friends who want to talk to you about random shit that's going on in the world. Uh, so I had my, had my, so I have this awful habit of making, leaving my phone on silent all the time, which means sometimes that I, I miss like a phone call and somebody's like, Hey, I needed you for something. And I'm like, well, I was too busy, uh, doing something and, and hyper fixating on it. So I didn't even possibly uh, think to look at my phone to go, Oh yeah, someone probably would have texted or called me or something. <laughs> so I took it off just in case like Steph needed like something, you know, mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I stopped the podcast. And then I didn't put it back on silent. So now it's back on silent now that I don't know she's safe. So. Gotcha. She just went to walk the dog. That's all. So, yeah, Amelia, uh, how's your week? Because we do that on this phone call voicemail pseudo podcast thing that we <laughs> do every week ish. This weird meta experience. It was good. It was fine. Not too much going on. It is currently, well, I don't know what the temperature is currently, but today it got to 90 degrees and it's fucking October 1st in Minnesota. So yeah, but no, climate change is totally fake. Anyway, so yeah, I was very warm today and there was supposed to be a marathon in town today, which like I give a shit, but... (laughs) But it was canceled because it was so hot. So, yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, but otherwise, like, yeah, not really doing too much. It is now officially spooky season. And normally I have a Halloween party. This year I'm not going to. Okay. Because of uh, other commitments. And I'm a little bummed because I like. Having a fun costume every year. Um, yeah, I hear but you. But it's, I just, yeah, it's fine. It's not, it's not in the cards, you know. It's not in the cards this year, and that's that's fine. So yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, oh, I can tell you. I was like, did anything happen this week? So this isn't like a huge occurrence or anything, but you can get mad at people with me. So I was on a call with an old white man, banker. I'm already um, mad. Okay, for cool. work. 
And when I told him my name and I had to spell it for him, he went, you couldn't marry somebody like Smith or something so that you wouldn't have such a complex last name. See, this is how traumatized that I am is because I was like, this motherfucker had trouble with Amelia. Can you fucking help me? Uh, <laughs> and I didn't think that he was going to like go for the last name. I went directly for the first name because that's the shit that like yeah. someone goes, I'm just going to call you Cher. And I'm like, you absolutely fucking won't. Mm-hmm. In fact, there is literally one person on the planet that is allowed to call me that. And it is because I am too afraid to tell them no. (laughs) And if you're listening to this, it ain't you. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, is that like your name sounds like it looks. Well, okay. So, but I was, uh, so I was having this conversation. We're going to totally get off topic here and that's fine. fine. Um, I mean, it's our, it's our voicemail. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. I was explaining to somebody who was like, oh no, I love your name. And I was like, that's, very sweet of you to say, but like, and, and I will, I will fully cop to the fact that I think that the older that I've gotten, the better people have gotten at getting it right, like first or second try. But when I was a fucking kid, it was like I could say my name slowly and clearly three times in a row, and people would still be like, it's what? And I was just like, I'm so over it. So like yeah. I had this like intense dislike of my name that still sort of exists to this day. Mm-hmm. And so like it's not the compliment that people think it is when they're like, yeah. oh, but your name's so pretty. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't have to live fucking 18 years with people just like mercilessly butchering it and then just going, well, I'm just going to either get it wrong intentionally mm-hmm. or I'm just going to fucking just call you something else that like because your name is quote unquote too hard. Mm-hmm. Like I had a gym teacher in at, at high, in high school who called me Chirac every class. Oh and God. I was like, there's he, not an O in my it? name at Michael all. Key? Like what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> you done messed up AA Ron. Uh, <laughs> but I was just like, there's not even like an O there. You no. have it on a piece of paper. No, my dude, like, and I've said, like, I corrected him every single time he would get it wrong. And mm-hmm. it was like, okay, so you're just not committing to, like, saying it properly. You mm-hmm. have no respect for me. Like, a, that's mm-hmm. a shitty feeling, mm-hmm. you know? So then, like, when people, like, when I ever would talk about changing my name and people would throw a fit about it. And I'm like, listen, your name is fucking, like, something very simple, like Kyle. No one's mm-hmm. getting that shit wrong mm-hmm. unless they, like, have never heard the name Kyle before. Mm-hmm. So like let me let me want to be something like Drew or like TJ or something else for the love of fuck. Like you know like mm-hmm. I I'm not coming down on anybody with a unique name. It's just like and and as you you know like mm-hmm. again like your name Shopta's not that fucking hard in it's my not, opinion. It's not but like it is not common. It, sure. I've never met anybody else with a name like it except for family obviously. Right. But, yeah, the ways that people get it wrong always kind of baffle me. But I also am like, I don't care. Like, I just, I don't know. I but I just, for I, him stopped, to, like, insi- I stopped caring. Especially, like, if it's somebody that I'm going to be interacting with, like, a lot, then then I care. But, like, mm-hmm. if it's a dude on the phone that I'm going to talk to at a customer service line, I'm like, I don't, it, whatever. It's 
not worth my time or effort to like correct you because I don't care because I am determined to keep it because it's the name I was given and I have patriarchal shit that makes me not want to change my name ever. But at the same time, I have like very little to no connection to that name other than my father. So Mm -hmm. yeah. But the fact that like, not only did somebody say like, Hey, you know, like, I feel like he assumed I was married and took that name. Which I was Which, just like, like that's is, gross. Yeah, I to was assume gonna say, like, that. The, the grossness said, layers of like Right, there's just layers of it. It's like the disrespect of me, my name, and like the fact that I'm a woman and like whether I'm married or not, like a you I'm talking to a banker on the phone about like a simple issue. And I'll probably never talk to him again. So, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? So, yeah, he was just like, oh, you couldn't have married somebody with a simpler last name? And I was like, well, I'm not married. And I have no intention of ever taking anyone else's name. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And I was like, fuck you. Like, just. Yeah. Ugh, I was so mad. The audacity of it all. I was just so, like. like for, him, for him to do that and then also, like. To n- number one, just like assume by proxy immediately that you are married mm-hmm. and then to basically insinuate that like you should have fixed this problem of having a ridiculous quote unquote ridiculous name by marrying somebody with a simpler mm-hmm. name like fuck off and then also come back tomorrow so I can repeat the first thing that I said, yep. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. which is fuck off. Yep. Yeah. It's just, just fucking get out of here, dude. Yeah. Like, it was so gross. I was just like, I hate that. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's my <laughs> fun story from the week. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it's been a pretty boring week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How about you? Well, by the time you're listening to this, either I will be ramping up in optimism. It, mm-hmm. with with or or I will be in despair and sad and and fucking annoyed. So there's there's been a lot going on in the in the the world of sports as it pertains to the city that I live in, which I mean, I y'all know. So I'm I'm going to talk about it if you fucking whatever. So uh to start off with a one of one of the more famous basketball players, some would say he is a, a basketball superstar by the name of Damian Lillard was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks earlier this week. It was a three team trade. It sent out sent out one of my favorite players in Drew Holiday to Portland and then Portland immediately traded him to Boston. So he went from having a home in Milwaukee to going, I guess I got to move to Portland. But before he could really truly make any plans, he was like, never mind, Boston, it is like <laughs> And that's just how sports works, you know, like, you know, you were you were essentially and I I say this because it you know, the idea of it is is a little bit gross. If you truly think about it, you are Mm -hmm. essentially a team's property for a time. And so they can go. Well, they in some in most cases, they can go, hey, so we're going to we're basically going to send you to this completely other city. Good luck with that they're going to handle i'm sure they're going to handle you getting situated housewise and everything but like if your kids and everything were enjoying milwaukee guess what you don't live here anymore like (laughs) basically so like a lot of people are 
are very excited in Milwaukee are very excited, but there's a lot, a lot, a lot of people who live in Miami that are incredibly, incredibly salty. And the reason that they are salty is because when Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, this, he, he basically told his team that he wanted to be traded because he wanted to go to a, a team that, was going to be serious about winning a championship Mm -hmm. and like the trailblazers like the bucks until like Giannis came around Mm -hmm. very difficult team to get like superstars to you know okay and he said that his desire his desired destination was miami so all these heat fans were like he's coming here he's coming here and we're so excited we're gonna win all the championships because damian lillard's gonna put us over the top and then he got traded to milwaukee and now they're like well his contract sucks and he's not really that good and milwaukee's defense (laughs) is bad now and it's just like you see all it's like so funny because it's like you go on on twitter Mm-hmm. And you see all of these like negative comments about the trade, mm-hmm. and then you go to the Twitter account, and it's like either a, a, a Miami Heat logo or their location is Miami, Florida. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, I get it, I see now. Yep, yep, yep. So, like, I'm not the biggest basketball fan in the world, but and I, but I really liked Drew Holiday, and he's also mm-hmm. like a huge like he's won like a, him and his wife Lauren have won awards for like community service and humanitarianisms. So, like, I was. Like, like man this sucks like mm, he's gotcha. doing so such great work for the city of milwaukee and also he's a great player and i just think his so his name is drew but it's spelled j j r u e okay like j r u e is it, it pronounced mm-hmm. drew though like like mm-hmm. drew breeze or what have you mm-hmm. i just thought that was really cool anyway so there's there's one thing and then also the baseball mlb playoffs have started amelia is is not really I think as as excited about it as I am, which is totally fine. <laughs> but both the Twins and the Brewers are current as of as of me saying this sentence days mm-hmm. before the playoffs start um, mm-hmm. are in the playoffs. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. No. Before we hit record, Cherik went, "Hey, you excited that the Twins are in the playoffs?" And I went, "They are." <laughs> yes, and I was like, I knew that was exactly what I was going to get as an answer. It's so- like. It's like I like them, but I don't follow yeah. them at all. So like hearing that, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Good for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't follow it. My fa- my favorite is like I have to follow it not just for me, but also certain people who like like the Brewers, but like can't be bothered to fucking know who's on the team. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling anybody out in specific, but it's like. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, oh, cool. The Brewers got this person. And then they'll be like, wait, I just learned who was on the team. Now someone else is on the team. And I was like, welcome to how sports works. Like, (laughs) players come and go all the fucking time. I know that. I know enough about sports to know that kind of shit. So like, oh, that person's playing for them now? Like, yeah, okay, of Uh course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a couple of years ago, this is like a long, long time ago, the Brewers were not doing very well. So they traded two of their star players and got a bunch of, at the time, relative unknowns from the Houston Astros. Mm -hmm. And several people that I knew were like big upset. And they were like, how dare the Brewers trade, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, listen, they were bad this year. They basically are saying, hey, these these players should deserve the opportunity to play on a team that is winning. And we also deserve the opportunity to maybe get our farm system in order so that like in the future, we can be good. And Mm -hmm. like, they were just like, you know, Hmm, I, I hate this. I liked Carlos Gomez. When and it's like the players that we got from them, that that particular trade ended up being like fucking Josh Hader, who was like one of the best closers in baseball. He doesn't play for us anymore, but like you know, we went to the postseason 
many times because of in part of of his play and it's like see you you, ne- you never truly know like what what comes out of stuff like that but anyway so so i may be very excited because the brewers advanced or i may be very sad because they were a first round exit which a lot of like salty cups fans are like the brewers are gonna be a first round exit and i'm like a fucking week ago y'all were talking all this mad shit about how you were gonna chase down the brewers and win the nl central and now you're eliminated so i don't (laughs) you can't you can't win which actually i want to touch on this because i think that this is really interesting sorry uh endure more sports talk for a little bit longer (laughs) Uh, okay but before you go there can we pause for just like two seconds yes so sometimes when people say things it makes me think of a a quote that i've heard or b a song i've heard or something like that and it just happened for me but this is where it's funny you just said that you can't win and what I got in my head was you singing that because it's it used to be part of your like like real yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah. your like Twitch yes. commercial. Whatever. You can win. Yes, yes I had that in my head, and I was like, "This is super <laughs> weird." <laughs> yeah, that okay. Was anyway, from, continue. That, that was from Emily is away. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so there is uh, for again, sorry, fans, and also Amelia, endure sports talk for this a little bit longer. <laughs> I've heard so much sports talk this week. Okay, exactly. Anyway. So there's there's a there's a pretty significant rivalry between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Uh, for a very long time, the Cubs would refer to uh, Amer- and so I'm sure some still do, but they have less they have less shit talking to do with it now. They would refer to then Miller Park, now American Family Field, as Wrigley North. And that is the reason because it takes them an hour and a half to drive up if they want to see a Cubs and Brewers game. Uh-huh. And they go, oh, well, see, you don't even sell out your your stadium when we come to town. And it's like, well, number one, we know that like we can essentially just put our fucking tickets up on StubHub because you're going to come up here and just make a fuck ton of money by selling you tickets at like twice the price because you're going to come up and see the game anyway. Mm-hmm. And also, I have a couple of friends that are like Cubs fans, but they're not intolerable pieces of shit uh i've I've, I've worked for the brewers during cubs games Mm -hmm. you could not pay me enough to do that again Mm -hmm. they are some of the most obnoxious people again like i said i know some cubs fans the ones that i know that are listening to this you're probably pretty great slash you are pretty great Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this and you're a cubs fan you might not be the person that i'm talking about but like a a good chunk of y'all that come out for brewers games and talk a ton of shit I don't like you. But anyway, whenever the Brewers do well, especially at the Cubs expense, they always fall back on, well, we won a World Series and you didn't. And it's like, okay, but that happened like almost 10 years ago, homie. Like, why is that like your your one thing that you can say that you can just like be like, well, I'm going to shut down your argument because you have won nothing and we won a World Series. And it's like, okay, well, that's number one. It's not accurate division championships do matter you know like mm-hmm. it, it, they might not matter as much as a world series but also like y'all won one world series and prior to that it had been 108 years before like you went 108 years between world series championships the brewers have not even been around that long they've been around around like less than 60 years so mm-hmm. like can I just think that it's always silly to just be like, well, you didn't do anything. And it's like, well, I mean, to start off with, we finished ahead of this ahead of you in the standings this year. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just that 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 thing of like basically being like, well, I'm just going to throw this like arbitrary. Like if you won the World Series last year, talk shit. 
cool. It just happened. It's fresh in the mind. But like, you can't just grab like arbitrarily, in my opinion, you can't just arbitrarily grab winning a championship almost a decade ago as some sort of, haha, I got you. Your trophy case is empty and we have two of them. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's just me. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, trash talking is, I feel like, a big part of the sports fan life but yeah it does get obnoxious it honest honestly amelia like it bores me for reasons like that it's so boring to me like Mm -hmm. because like if it could stay in the present that'd Mm -hmm. be one thing but Mm -hmm. again when people are just like well i don't really have any evidence to suggest that we've been currently good so i'm gonna say oh y'all have been a failure Mm -hmm. for 50 years and it's like okay but we didn't we just won the division championship like that's still a thing to put a banner up about you know like it it's it's a banner in the stadium you know Mm -hmm. like just because it's not the world series means it's i don't know there are fans that are just like well you didn't win a championship so worthless or or, uh one of my other favorite ones is you beat a team that's a fraud and i'm like okay but they okay uh, what does that mean did they they, are all the players illegal like what do you mean when you call a team a fraud like right like it didn't exist 100 years ago so it's not a real team like yeah it's it's weird that like that'll be like i saw that today because the brewers beat the cubs to end the season and they're Mm -hmm. like didn't beat a real team and it's like i mean they were gonna be in the postseason until about like four days ago so what is it like it's weird like how arbitrary fans will get with like their like so that's what i mean i think when i say that it's boring because a lot of people will just be like well i'm gonna ignore reality because because that suits me better you know Mm -hmm. Anyway, speaking of ignoring reality, <laughs> it is time to delve into today's lovely topic and away from the sports thing that I'm about to be like, Urgh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we talking boy. about? All right. So I decided to pick another Boy Meets World episode. Hail yeah. To go over today. And yeah, so we're going to be talking about Boy Meets World season three, episode 12. The grass is always greener. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and know that we do these episodes occasionally, that I'm not, we're not talking about every single episode of the show, but Correct. we are going in order and and picking what I feel are important episodes to kind of the overall plot or have an interesting message or plot point or something that feels like it's worth discussing some episodes are just you know fluff and that's fine so we don't need to talk about all of them necessarily but but yeah if you recall the the last time we did an episode it was 311 so we we haven't skipped any this time yeah Mm -hmm. but this this is a big episode i feel like so i wanted to i wanted to do it so yeah, I guess let's start. Let's start with the B storyline and okay. just kind of like. Not not that it's not important or whatever, but just kind of get it out of the way. <laughs> so in the B storyline, Eric is accosted in the hallway by four of his teachers. Yes. Funny. about missing homework essentially mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's 
Fucking Mr. Turner's bit is so funny. I, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you can say it if you want. No, I was going to say it. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, so I had some questions about that paper that you put in. Yeah, so first question, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have some questions about your, um, what is it, Of Mice and Men, I think. Yes, yeah, Of Mice and Men. I have some questions about your paper about uh, Of Mice and Men. Oh, yeah, how was it? I, where is it? Like, where is it? <laughs> And so, yeah, I especially like when a this science teacher comes out and is like, just ex- like, just blow something up at home and bring it in, <laughs> like, because that's all you do here. And he's he acts basically like completely unaware that he has homework he hasn't turned in. Which this is one of those cases where Eric becomes like so dumb that it's like almost not believable mm-hmm. because like I can believe that he didn't get his homework in on time. I can believe that he like paid so little attention in class that he didn't even register that there was a paper due. However, the fact that he doesn't see, like he still would know that there's homework. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I don't know about you, but I assume that, like me, everybody in high school has some homework due every day. More so or less, yeah. You're mm-hmm. never turning anything in. You're not, there's no, there's no like, oh, hey, am I missing something feeling? Anyway, so, yeah, basically they all say, you know, like, you need to get your head in the game <laughs> and figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. And he goes home and he's like, I'm going to be a studying fool. I got my notebook, I got my pencil, I got refreshments, I got everything I need to study. And his mom is just standing there like, books? (laughs) And he's like, at school. (laughs) And, uh, and he's like, oh, I'll I'll run to school and go and go get them. Yes. Which gotta love the 90s, mm-hmm. where like your school building is apparently just unlocked in yeah, the evening you can just, you can for just you go to in. just wander into. Mm-hmm. Which so, like I can verify because I definitely remember going back, like getting all the way home and being like, oh no, I left such and such thing. And I was able to like go back to school, mm-hmm. get into the building, and like janitors mm-hmm. were just like, vacuuming up in the hall or something Mm -hmm. like that and i was able to go back to my desk and just grab something and then just like leave Mm -hmm. you know i and for for clarification i didn't live that far away from my school Mm -hmm. at the time so like Mm -hmm. it was i could easily like get on a bike and just like bike to school take me like two minutes you know yeah i mean i get the feeling that that's sort of what this is like too is that Mm -hmm. even though we have been told over and over again that this show is set in philadelphia it's clearly set in some sort of like small suburb Mm -hmm. and and you know like i guess i feel like schools are often open and unlocked at least long enough for like after school activities to yeah and so you know it could have been that this was five o'clock or whatever when eric realized this it's just it was dark outside so it could have been five or ten p.m who knows Mm -hmm. so Anyway, but yeah, so he wanders into the school and he finds all four of these teachers in the classroom playing poker. Yeah. And he, you know, kind of wanders in and is like, what's going on here? And they're all kind of like, this is how we blow off steam at 
and get away from students. So get the fuck out, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric is like, deal me in. Like, let me play. And they're like, no, this isn't about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, well, like, maybe Did you, you not just hear what we just said? We are trying to decompress because students like you fucking exhaust us. Yep. Why do we want you to be here? <laughs> right. Which, again, then why do it at the school? But mm-hmm. anyway, and he was like, you know, explains that he came back to get his books and is like, well, I'll make you a deal. I will go home and study as soon as I lose. And they, I feel like basically they're just like, Feeney's like, okay, if he's actually going to go home and study, like, if this is the only way we can get him to go home and study, then fucking deal him in. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I feel like it's just sort of a, like, give in, because otherwise he's just going to become more and more annoying. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so so he's he plays poker with them. He keeps winning. He keeps winning. And they're all, like, they keep coming back to this, and he's winning, and they're all, like, you're cheating. We know you're cheating. We just don't know how you're cheating. And what I love about it is that like, oh shoot, what's that one teacher's name? I can't think of his name. The like communications media oh, studies. Oh, fucking, I don't remember. I'm sorry. That's okay. He is like, <laughs> he's like, you're cheating, man. And like is mad about it basically. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Sorrell, the science teacher who I'll get to in a minute it's basically like you're cheating and I know it. And once I figure it out or like after this is over, you and me are going to talk, but in mm-hmm. a way that's like, I could use you not like mad that you're cheating, but then also want to use it to his advantage. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> right. And that like Mr. Turner is like giving him the benefit of the doubt kind of mm-hmm. like, maybe he is really good at this. He has to be good at something kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But eventually he's like, I'm not saying that you're cheating. I'm thinking it really hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, then he knocks over a bowl of pretzels and they're like giving him shit for it. And I like, you have to pick that up. And he's like, oh, it's only 238 pretzel sticks or whatever with 4,562 grains of salt or whatever the numbers are. And they're like, Oh, okay, so he's a counter. Like, uh, he's he like, yeah, count. he's counting cards. It's he's a, counting cards. There's some Rain Man situation going on, and that's that, that's my favorite part. I think is that they ask him like, is, "What are you, Rain Man, or something like that?" Uh-huh. And like, what a. I was thinking about that as a reference because, like, that movie is pretty old at this point, but that reference has endured. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, that movie came out in 88. So like this, okay. I believe this aired in 96. Yeah. So it was so almost a decade, sense. decade old reference then. But right. like that that speaks to the, you know, the the movie's uh staying power, I guess. That yeah, but I feel even like even today that's that's a bit of a reference. Yeah, I feel like today I and maybe it's because I've heard the reference from this kind of stuff in the 90s that I still know what it means. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I could st- I don't know. I feel like it could still get used, maybe. I don't know. But it makes me wonder about, like, people younger than us, like, watching this and going, like, what does that mean or whatever? But, yeah, when they say that, he's like, definitely not. 
like de- definitely and that's like a thing that rain man does is like stutters and especially that word in particular i feel like definitely so so yeah so they figure that out and they're like get out of here like go study or whatever and dr sorrell is like so i'm having a little uh study group in what does he say atlantic city or something i think so yeah where we'll we'll talk about like probably or a science fair he calls it a science fair we're, we'll talk probability, statistics, maybe a little Kino. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney, like, gets really upset and is like, you know, I, that's completely inappropriate. Like, you can't take your students gambling with you, first of all. Like, technically, that's illegal because Eric's underage. Right. So... Yeah, Mr. Feeney is basically like, I won't have a member of my faculty like behaving this way. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Sorrell says, like, okay, fine, I quit. So quit. you in, yeah. Eric? <laughs> and and like then like Feeney and him get into it because he like insists on being called Dr. Sorrell and he's like, You're not a doctor. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but earlier I forgot this part. Earlier when he's accusing him of cheating, he says something like, as the principal of John Adams High, I demand to know how you're cheating. And Mr. Feeney's like, you're not the principal. <laughs> and Dr. Sorrell's like, yeah, you keep thinking that, George. And I'm like, this dude is only in this one episode, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So acting like he's this teacher that was like, here long before Mr. Feeney and will be here long after and like has all this power and stuff. It's like so hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so basically that's like kind of the end of the storyline. And that's why I said like it's a funny storyline. It's classic Eric being not a very good student. And I think I think it's earlier in this season, maybe or it's next season. I don't remember. No, he's got to be a senior in this season, I think. So, and maybe it's coming up is where he and Mr. Feeney are like, how am I going to get into college, basically? (laughs) So it's just sort of like all part of that. But yeah, the main, the main storyline of this episode is about Corey and Topanga. Okay. Yep. So, so yeah. Any thoughts about... The B storyline before we move on. I mean, not not uh, not a whole lot of them, honestly. I, I thought yeah. it was, you know, you you. I think I said this last time, but you can kind of really see how they're going into the Eric is a big big dummy and not mm-hmm. what Eric or initially. You can see you can see the writing for Eric take a turn, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not like a sharp turn, but it's definitely mm-hmm. we're definitely going into the like goofy eric is like the dumb dumb butt Mm -hmm. of the joke uh thing Mm -hmm. that we get into in later seasons of boy Mm -hmm. meets world which i was just like man like y'all really kind of pressed it hard like even going Mm -hmm. with the rain man references thing Mm -hmm. like i don't know i don't listen to pod meets world yet Mm -hmm. as of this recording i don't but Mm -hmm. i just feel like i found i don't know i said this before i just i feel like that i it just seemed like a bit of a sharp turn for me, mm-hmm. even though it's not like it's not. Mm-hmm. But like I, 
I don't know. It just felt like they kind of just abandoned their initial ideas for Eric and were like, we're going to go in this direction and we're going to go in this mm-hmm. direction real hard. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. this poor guy, <laughs> yeah. he didn't seem like a dummy, but they were like immediately like, well, we have to mm-hmm. make a dumb character. Eric, you're it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny, too, because like, yeah, I feel like first season Eric is girls like that's it. Like that's yep. pretty much the only thing there is about his character is that he's like into a new girl every week and mm-hmm. like which like let me clarify also girls. not great like <laughs> right no and on pop meets world they make fun of that all the time now i will uh-huh. say i'm really 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 behind so i think they the the show the podcast is into season three at this point i think okay. and i'm still in season one so mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how far behind i am okay but they've made jokes about how, like, like not really first season so much. Sean isn't really into, like, because they're supposed to be, like, in sixth grade and whatever. And so it's, like, sort of the end of season one where it's, like, all of a sudden mm-hmm. girls become a bigger deal. Which felt very, like, accurate. Of, like, yeah. going into junior high, girls are starting to notice boys. And so the boys are starting to notice that. And, like, just that kind of a thing and they i feel like they do a good job of like showing how like sean's more interested in girls than Corey is and how like they're sort of developing a different like stages and whatever but yeah eventually i feel like there's a point where it's just like sean and eric are taking turns either being into girls or being stupid or both (laughs) yeah and and yeah i think I think like Eric was never supposed to be like a genius. He was supposed to be like an average student. I feel like Mm -hmm. when we first meet him. And so, yeah, this turn into like, Oh, he doesn't turn in any of his homework. He never studies. is like, really? Okay. Yeah. It got to be like a little bit much. It, it was nicer when it was just like, he was just an average student, but then as you get later and later into the show, then he becomes like, off the rails stupid and crazy so Mm -hmm. which we'll probably get to at some point but so yeah so then and here's where going back to the beginning of the episode and and starting with the the a storyline this is where it does they do show eric in a like he is quote-unquote street smart versus like book smart as far as like social like like he he's more perceptive when it comes to like relationships and social interaction with people than he is with school because the episode starts with Corey's mom and Topanga sitting on the couch crying mm-hmm. watching what sounds like the worst lifetime movie I've ever heard like like by a country mile like- yes <laughs> Like, Lifetime looks like blockbuster hit Oscar worthy (laughs) as compared to this movie, I feel like. It's so bad. And and it gets to the end and and the camera kind of pans out as Topanga's like, Corey, wasn't that a beautiful movie? And Corey's asleep on the couch. And she's like, wakes him up. And she's like, well, if you're, you know, not into this, like, you can go watch the game with your dad upstairs if you want to. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Any old guy could watch the Super Bowl. I'm here with you. God damn it. Anyway, 
And so Eric comes down in the middle of this and basically like takes Corey out of the room and is like, what the actual fuck, man? Like you're turning into an old married couple. And I think they're supposed to be like 15 or something. So like, mm-hmm. he's like, you've spent like, this is what you do now is like you, you've spent the last three nights just like hanging out here with mom and dad watching a chick flick and Corey's like we did not watch any tv at all yesterday and he's like yeah because you made jam (laughs) and as he's explaining all of this and Corey's just like yeah I guess like whatever and like there's something about muffins being made and like this couple's magazine that they've been reading or whatever and Mm -hmm. it's just like and at one point, Corey even, like, uses the word, what does he say? He uses the word, like, Weisenheimer or something. Yeah, it's a big word. And, like, it's just this, like, oh, my God, man, you're 80. You're 80 mm. years old. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's not a big deal. But then he goes to school the next day and basically, like, says to Sean, like, I don't know what's going on. And Sean basically is giving him like the same shit as Eric. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, because he asks Sean like, oh, how many dates did you have this weekend? And he's like six. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) What? And, And you can tell that there's this sort of like, I don't know, like, jealousy almost of like Sean's like single life quote unquote and like I've seen this story before I know where we're going with this yeah seen this storyline before of like you know the single people are jealous of the of the coupled up people and the coupled up people are jealous of the single people and like the grass is always greener that's the name of the episode but then Basically, is like saying like he still cares about Topanga and loves her, but like they just they're in a rut. And mm-hmm. Sean is like, "Well, like take a night off and like let's do something fun. There's a school dance at a different high school. Let's go." And and Corey's like, "Well, no, like I have plans with Topanga." And then she shows up and is like oh, some of my girlfriends and I were going to hang out tonight. Is that cool if, you know, we don't or whatever? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, go hang out with the girls. And I'm just like, what fucking 15-year-old hangs out with their girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, every single night? Mm -hmm. Like, that's so unrealistic. (laughs) And I think that's sort of part of it is that, like, that, that they've gotten into this routine of, like, being together all the time sure but it's also just sort of an unrealistic storyline but anyway so so he ends up sean and and Corey end up going to this school dance at uh alexander hamilton high school because Mm -hmm. uh obviously (laughs) which that then made me think of how much uh hamilton hates john adams uh at least according to hamilton the musical (laughs) But yeah, so they go to this dance and the 
the girl at the table at the door Mm. mistakes Corey for sean and sean's basically like yeah just pretend to be me for tonight like it'll be fun like it'll just be like it'll get you out of your head basically i i actually was like you know like that's not a totally stupid idea. Like pretending to be for, somebody for else. early Sean, not not a bad call. Like for right. once, like right, right. He's like, you know, this girl has mistaken you for me, and like, I'm not telling you to like go cheat on your girlfriend, but I'm just saying that like, if that'll like loosen you up to pretend to be me rather than neurotic Corey, then like go for it. And I'm being a supportive friend by, like, not being me, essentially. Not that Sean really, like, takes on Corey traits or whatever, but he kind of, like, takes a backseat. And and Corey, yeah, like, ends up just, like, dancing with a bunch of people. And again, it's, like, super innocent and whatever. But he's, like, more relaxed and whatever. And then... The thing that I fucking love about this fucking dance, actually, there's multiple things. One, mm-hmm. there doesn't seem to be an adult in the entire place, except that two, some of those extras are definitely adults. Yeah. <laughs> Meant mm-hmm. to look like kids. So, what I love about this dance is yes, like, again, when they're at the door, there's a student at the table by herself. Mm-hmm. It's not weird to me that there's a student at this, like, Registration, not registration table, but whatever. Check in table. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that there's no adults anywhere and that there's a list because, like, at first she says, like, I need to see your Hamilton High ID. Okay. Yeah. Which that made sense to me. Right. My school was small enough that we didn't really do that kind of thing. I don't even know if we, we did have IDs, I think, at one point. I don't know. Anyway. And then when they're like, oh, we don't go to Hamilton. And they're like, oh, but we're on the list. Like, there's a list? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, again, it's, like, all these kids, all these high school kids at this dance. And, but clearly some of them are older than 18. Because, again, it makes sense. There's a lot of extras. I They did an episode of Pod Mutes World at one point talking to some of the extras that had been on their show sure yeah yeah and talked about how there were like like a lot of extras were over 18 because mm-hmm. then they didn't have to have limited hours and they didn't have to school them like right. you know all this kind of stuff so but the the kids in like in classroom scenes generally were like closer to the right age and actually kids but like in a scene like this or at Chubby's or at the mall or, you know, like whatever it would have been like sometimes kids in their early twenties or whatever (laughs) people in their early twenties or whatever. And I was like, just looking at what people were wearing and I was like, okay, so like this all does look like nineties fashion, Mm -hmm. but like there was one girl wearing like a floor length, like floral skirt and I was like okay that was in style and I could definitely see a kid wearing that in 1995 to school but to a school dance I don't know but yeah there was just like a lot of like interesting fashion to me so yeah 
And the other thing is, is that the like this gym that this dance is in is tiny. There's like maybe 30 people in this shot. <laughs> and yet then at one point, Corey like ends a dance with three different girls and goes up to Sean and they're chatting. And Sean is like, so I hear there's some French girl here. And I'm like, you haven't literally seen everybody who's here already 18 times because right. there's like 30 people here. <laughs> so yeah, so they, they're like, oh, there's a rumor that there's this French girl here and everybody wants to dance with her and you should go find her, Corey. And, and at one point, like they cut back and Corey's like milling through the crowd and he stops and talks to Sean again and is like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't found her yet. And I'm like, again, this room is 10 by 10. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. You can't see it, but I'm, I'm just, okay. Sure that's, <laughs> you say so. And, and he's like, but I'm excited. It's like, there's like the thrill of the hunt or whatever. And again, it's sort of like this, like jealousy of the single life kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then they see this girl dressed all in black with a black beret from behind. And some dude is talking to her in the worst French accent, because apparently that's how you talk to a French girl is you put on your own really bad accent. (laughs) And Corey's just standing behind her as if to ask her to dance when she turns around. And when she turns around, it's dun, dun, dun Topanga. And this is the part where This is where Corey is like a real shitty guy because he gets really mad at her for like, oh, you decided to come to another school's dance and pretend to be somebody else. Like, what's wrong with being you? And Bruh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh Uh Uh-huh. And then some girl walks by and is like, oh, hey, Sean. And she's like, Sean? And, you know, again, it's it's. I think it's a projecting thing, yep, right? He's course. mad at her because now that he's now that she's holding a mirror up to him in a sense, she, he's like mad at himself, but he gets really mad at her and it's really not cool. And they go outside to have a conversation about what's going on and basically it was like she recognizes that they were in a rut too and that like she just wanted to hang out with her friends and like do something fun because they haven't really had any fun in a long time. There's even this part where she says something about like, or Corey says something about watching like Sean and Eric like get all excited about their dates and whatever, not knowing what's going to happen. And, mm-hmm. and Topanga's like, yeah, the mystery's gone. Like, we don't have that same excitement anymore. And I just, like, this is the part, I just took my glasses off, because, like, that's how upset I am about this. (laughs) Where I'm just like, oh my god, you guys are so stupid. You're so stupid. You're so 15. So, like, it makes sense in a way, but it also is like, oh god, this is so stupid, because A... If you had just talked to each other and said, like, hey, I, I'm 
I love hanging out with you. I love what we do, but it's getting to be a little boring and I'm starting to feel a little, you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Communication, man. Which again, they're 15, but right. Yeah. So, and then, and then to the idea of like, oh, we've forgotten what it feels like to be all excited for a first date. Bro. Uh, okay. Whatever. I've never been excited for a first date. <laughs> the, oh, that breaks my heart. First, I don't know. I find I I can I I definitely see the appeal in in first dates, but like also, and I fully recognize this, and I'm about to take this into re, like a, I'm make, about to take a hard turn into reality town like number one i'm a dude so like they're gonna be different for me than they are gonna be for any femme presenting person mm-hmm. and me taking it into reality town is basically me being like i saw something on twitter again where it's just like dudes just wholly misunderstanding what it is like to be a femme person in any sort of like social environment especially one in which like there there could be room for just general fuckery mm-hmm. this woman was did a, did a, a post on twitter about how she was early meeting her friends out at the bar and this one guy who was not a part of their party or anything like that mm-hmm. bought her a drink and she politely refused it mm-hmm. but then basically it was alluded to that like he was going to commit violence if she continued to say no and then one of the people in his group said to the trigger warning incoming uh if this kind of stuff makes you uncomfortable it gets a little bit worse i apologize so just skip forward like a good 15 seconds um maybe a little bit longer depending on how amelia feels about what i'm about to say but he said and i quote to the bartender she's the after party so the bartender thankfully gave her mocktails the rest of the night and she pretended to be like she was she was feeling some type of way but ultimately it seems like she did not end up going and going with them fortunately but it's just a you know and and what pissed me off about that whole exchange is that like someone was like well this is why the the kingdom of saudi arabia is better because is because women are covered from head to toe and men are not allowed to approach women. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's, it's fucking like Amelia's putting her hands up in protest. It, it's fucking ridiculous. Like you don't understand that. Like, no, it is men and, and masculine presenting people should not have any thought or room to be like, well, women should do blah. So they don't get, but no, absolutely not. Fuck off with that th- line of thinking. No. Women are not for you. They're not for your entertainment. They're not for your, like, in whatever, to serve you. Like, they are people in their own right that have nothing to do with you. And telling them to dress differently or act differently so that men won't harass them, teach men not to harass. Yes. Oh, that makes me so mad. And then, the, yeah, it, and then, it made me disgusted because it yep. was like basically someone was like, women should just deny the drinks that they're bought if they don't want to. And it's like, that doesn't fucking fix it. Like, no. men should just leave women the fuck alone, mm-hmm. especially if they get a signal that she wants to be left the fuck alone. Like, if you, right. if you want, like, 
I get it. You see a pretty lady and you're like, well, I'm going to buy her a drink as a gesture of good faith and goodwill. If she says no, that's the fucking end of it, bro. Right. That's it. Yeah. Like people do go to bars to meet people. So a man coming up to you to say hello, I have no problem with that. But then if the person they are saying hello to says like hi i'm here just meeting friends thanks but no thanks or mm-hmm. whatever then you turn around and go away but yeah this that's a, the this problem isn't a no this isn't a no means try six more times this isn't a I'll like you're a stuck up bitch this isn't uh mm-hmm. no you say you do that or i'll fucking you know chase you down no no none of that no fuck right. fuck off my and bro fuck off yeah and that's the thing is that like i wish it was simple as no means no but sometimes it's dangerous to say no correct and then when something happens and you're like well why didn't you just say no mm-hmm. sorry the, ah. to getting getting back to the the, the cory and topanga thing like yes. i feel like there okay so i think from the outside mm-hmm. from the outside people see the relationship between Corey and topanga mm-hmm. as like this like show spanning mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and then you realize that like not until the later seasons <laughs> really i mean like, yeah it and again this is where this show is like it's not the best at continuity <laughs> Especially in the early seasons that when we're first introduced to Topanga, it doesn't feel like this, like, oh, they've known each other their whole lives. They've been friends their whole lives kind of a thing. I feel like in this episode, it does feel a little bit like they are, they have been friends for at least a few years and that they then decided to date. But yeah, and I think in hindsight too, like knowing what happens in the rest of the show, knowing that they get married, knowing even going beyond that and going with what happens in Girl Meets World, that they're still married 20 years later and have kids and are happy and stuff. It it does make you think a little bit differently about it. But looking at this episode as just itself, I feel like, or not knowing what happened after kind of a thing it is yeah it is like they say in the episode they've been dating for five months Mm -hmm. and that they're stuck in this rut and that again they're 15 and haven't learned how to communicate they don't necessarily have the life experience to know that like things come and go Sometimes you hit weird patches or like whatever. And if if you just would communicate with each other and say like, hey, I love watching rom-coms with you on a Friday night, but I also Mm -hmm. would love it if we could like do something more age appropriate, which is not what they would say at 15, (laughs) but just like, yeah. And that again, if they had just said that to each other, if one of them had just had the courage to say that to the other, the other one would probably be like, oh, my God, you're right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So and again, I think like 
partly where I joke that like I've never been excited about a first date has a little bit to do with the fact that I'm a woman and being a cis heterosexual femme presenting person means that I am attracted to my biggest predator but also it's just because I have my own anxiety issues and other shit and so first dates are always just like very anxiety written for me but I do understand what they're talking about about like being excited for a date just maybe not the first one Mm -hmm. so but again I as they were talking about that there was just like the much older person watching this going like, you don't understand how nice you have it. Like you have a person that Mm -hmm. like loves you and you love them. And like, you don't have to deal with that bullshit. (laughs) So, but yeah. So then they basically are like, like we still care about each other. We still like, like each other essentially. But, like, we don't want to end up hating each other. And Topanga yeah. says something like, maybe the people that end up hating each other are the people who waited too long to break up. Mm-hmm. And again, that is such 15-year-old logic. Mm-hmm. So, like, it makes total sense. It does make sense. It's just, like, as a 37-year-old watching it going, like, you idiots! <laughs> <laughs> but, so... So yeah, they're just basically like, let's go back to being friends because we don't want to end up hating each other. Mm-hmm. And and then they do the the like, okay, well, cool. See you later. <laughs> I don't know how to mm-hmm. end that. And then they both, you know, walk in opposite directions. And Topanga runs back into frame and is like, Corey, maybe we're making a Oh, and then she yeah. like sees that he's not there anymore, so she walks away, and then he comes running back into uh-huh. frame, and is like, "I don't she's know not about there. this," and she's yeah. not there. So then he sits down on the bench, and it's just like, again, from a like a standpoint of a viewer, you're like, "There's no way they would have gotten so far away from each other that they wouldn't have heard each other say that." Mm-hmm. So the suspension of disbelief is like a little okay, but but yeah, and then we get a credit that kind of end of the show over the credits sequence. It's basically a montage of like slow mode Corey and Topanga moments from the first three seasons of the show, right? Which is again to my point earlier it like it it gives you that idea if you're on the outside of boy meets world Mm -hmm. that like this is like this huge like earth-shattering thing and it's like as far as like they've been like been kind of together only in like 10 seasons or 10 10 episodes rather Mm -hmm. like so it wasn't like this huge i don't know i just it it feels like it yeah maybe 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 i'm wrong i don't know they sort of had been dancing around each other Right. There's sort of a will they, won't they mm-hmm. kind of a thing happening in like season two. And so when they get together at the beginning of season three, I do think it was sort of a like, oh my God, yay! Like, but, but yeah, they hadn't been together super, super long. So, so yeah, they do this like montage of this like sappy song, which I'm not gonna lie, I kind of love. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, like, again, watching this episode as if it's like the new episode airing today that you're watching Mm -hmm. and you don't know anything about what's going to happen next. It's kind of like, wow, this is really a lot for a relationship of like two 15 year olds who have been dating for five months in this show. Wow. But in hindsight, it's like, Oh my God, it's so heartbreaking. How could they break up? Yeah. <laughs> oh. But again, I'm also not I'm not above calling out the the issues with this relationship as I see them. And for the most part, I would say like they're just two dumb 15-year-olds. But mm-hmm. the part where Corey gets so mad at her, I'm just like a little bit like <gasps> It's a little bit of toxic masculinity there, dude. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, mm. so yeah, but it's, it's a pivotal episode in that it's the first time they break up. And so it like, it has ramifications down the line. Right. More so than anything. Mm -hmm. But, but anyway, so yeah, so that's my recap of this, this episode. Any other thoughts that you have? No, I mean, you pretty much hit a lot of the stuff that I had to say on the head. Like, well done on that. I think it's a great, great recap. So, I I mean, I like the episode well enough, but I just felt like, like you said, it's just like, it's, it's frustrating, but I think it's, it's frustrating in in terms of like us being able to have that wisdom of being in our thirties and being like, y'all are being so dumb right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. but to them, that's, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not that, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. As far as like that's I would expect 15 year olds to handle things that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it does feel very like realistic for them to like not communicate with each other and to think that this bump in the road means that they shouldn't date. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it makes sense to me. It's just, yeah, with with 20 plus years of experience on them, I'm like you morons Mm -hmm. but and again like it's a like i said it's it's an important sort of plot point for the overarching story so but yeah Mm -hmm. those are my thoughts yeah thank you thank you for sharing that again Mm -hmm. i i appreciated getting to go through this because like i said and i've said this you know, when we first started kind of going on this, like this Boy Meets World journey is that mm-hmm. like Boy Meets World to me was mostly an outside thing until mm-hmm. like I was getting into that that space where I could actively see Danielle Fischel as like, oh, I have a crush on this lady, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and to that point, Stephanie sent me a fucking like, it was, I think it was on TikTok of this. Yeah, she probably sent it to you, too. That 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 dude that was like watching because I was like, Steph, you fucking called me out because I was like, I had that same fucking thought process. And then he goes, I'm 39 now. And then just fucking tilts the camera and Danielle's right there. And I was like, yep. you motherfucker. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. No, what's funny about that is I don't even think Steph sent that to me. I think Jenny sent that to me. Today. OK, well, it made the, so somehow it made made the rounds. It made the rounds in y'all's situation. <laughs> and it got to me and i was like steph calling me out god damn it <laughs> but but the thing that's funny is i'm like i'm mm-hmm. almost positive 
that I've seen it before, but not, but just the first part. Like, I think he took a TikTok of his mm-hmm. and then stitched onto it or whatever. I don't, whatever, to add the part where he's now meeting her. Um, because I was like, I swear I've seen this. But yeah, there was, there was a dating site that I was on at one point. I think it was Hinge because Hinge has like a lot of like well a lot of them have a lot of like standard questions that you can answer like you don't have to answer all of them but you pick so many and answer them and one of them was like your childhood crush and so many so many dudes would pick that question and 95 percent of the time I don't have the actual stats, but I'm very confident in these numbers. (laughs) It was either Topanga or Kelly Kapowski. Mm, Both from my, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Which again, and I'm not calling. Amelia says exactly knowing that I have at least three shirts with fucking Tiffany Amber Thiessen's face (laughs) on them. Yes. And again, I'm not calling you out. I'm not calling any man out. I'm, not calling anybody out for that because if you were to ask any any girl from our generation and yeah any heterosexual girl anyway and even some not because there are plenty of uh people who are pretending to like the same people anyway but yeah if you asked most of the 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 girls from our generation who their childhood crushes it would probably mm. be Sean or JTT or yeah those are the two big ones i feel like <laughs> so it's not like i'm not calling anybody out on it i just it's it's just really funny to me whenever i see like a tiktok about it and or or something about how like oh as a kid i had a crush on Daniel Fischel or whatever, because mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, you and everybody else. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah. So yeah, so that's that episode. And yeah, I think the next episode, one of the next couple episodes that I have in mind will tie in to this. Yeah. So, um, so to be continued. Yeah. If you want to chime in, you can reach us at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D on the Gmail or the Instagram. And if you could be a great favor, you can make up a theme song for me because this is Amelia. What the fuck is this? Whoa. This is the aggressive version today. <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> sassy. So this is the part where I find something wild and crazy kids on the Internet and I show it to Amelia with very little context. OK, let's see. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God, that's terrifying! Oh my God! Oh God! Okay, so this is a TikTok where a gentleman is like essentially taking a video of themselves reflected in a window and uh, as they get closer and closer to the window all of a sudden there's a person on the other side so it's no longer just reflecting him but the lady inside and so it's this like weird like 
face off kind of thing. I'm like, just, yeah. I feel like he was concentrating so hard on his own reflection that as he got close and saw this person in the window, I was like, holy shit! Which mm-hmm. is the exact same reaction that I had. And yeah, he screams and it's hilarious. Yeah, so check that out. There you go. Yeah. So I, yeah. I like um, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, with that being said, I guess not, not the normal way we kind of like leave things off, but I had just kind of a thought process of just being like, I'm really excited for the rest of this year and for next year, because I'm hoping that if knocking on wood, things go well, that like, I'll get to travel more and possibly get to like, hang out with people that I care about more, like Amelia. I'll get to like, meet more people. Um, I've had some lovely friends go to a convention that I had never heard of, and now I have gone from not hearing about this convention ever to being like, I'm going to make it my fucking mission to go to this convention next Ooh, year, okay. you know? So like, and, and stuff like that. And I'm just really grateful that I've finally gotten to a point in my life where I just, I don't feel like I'm just constantly, I guess, like mortgaging my future to supplement my present, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Cause I, cause like when I was working in other places, it was always like a no, no, no. See, I, I, I don't get the luxury of time off because this is the way that my reality is now, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't like, you know, it's, it's you're not, you're not, it's never too late. Uh, not to turn this into like a really like mm-hmm. super uplifting, positive, positive cast, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a, I feel a little bit like it's owed after we talked about some of the truly awful shit that can be said about human beings mm-hmm. and the way that they do things. But I just think that like, it's never too late to take care of yourself and it's never too late to like understand that like you can live for yourself and you don't have to just live for a paycheck. And mm-hmm. my hope is, is that one day that like the despair and sadness that we feel as a result of the way that the world is will be, I don't want to say it's it'll, it'll dissipate or it'll disappear. Cause that feels like it's, too like that feels like toxic positivity Mm -hmm. but i feel like it'll it'll lessen to the point that you can find ways to enjoy enjoy your present day and your future you know yeah and i think like there's always going to be bad stuff that you could focus on and of course to not spend any time focusing on it or thinking about it is also a problem Mm -hmm. but you can all you can spend too much time in that despair and there's still so much good out there yesterday in in my in a group chat we were somebody said like if you can go outside and look at the moon right now you should because it's really it was like full and bright I don't know if it was actually the full moon but it was close and we were just kind of reflecting on like how how there is that those kind of like beautiful things in the world and things to still find extraordinary even despite all the shit so it's a balance um and yeah it is never too late i i'm in i think i was in in this like adhd group that i'm in on facebook And somebody was posting about, like, struggling to have friends as an adult, which, super relatable. A lot of adults struggle with this. 
making friends, having friends, keeping friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it had kind of framed it in a like ADHD way. And I don't remember all the details. I just remember looking at some of the comments that people were making and a couple people were just like, it just feels like too late for me to like have the life that I will love and all these things. And, and then they were talking about being 25 and I was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. But that's like, but if you think about it, like that's, that's the kind of like, I don't want to get too deep into the woods on this, but like, that's the kind of like, that's the kind of mindset that late stage capitalism brings to people is that they look at things and because they can see somebody who got, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, someone that got lucky and is a a massive influencer at 20 and -hmm. is able to get their dream car at 21, Mm -hmm. they go, well, I'm 25 and I'm not even close to that. So I'm Mm -hmm. fucked, you know, like, and that's not true, you know, like, right. It just made me so sad. Yeah, of course. Um, it makes me, me sad to hear it. It made me just be want to be like, oh my God, it is not too late. It is never too late. Like, for fuck's sakes, there's a 71-year-old guy on the fucking Bachelor right now, like, trying to find his second wife. Fucking and, golden Bachelor, baby. And, you know, as much as you can talk about, like, the fakeness or the fiction of reality TV and all the producer driven shit and like whatever, whatever, all true. There's still something really sweet to me about the fact that like this 70 year old guy, like seemingly wants to find the love again. And that mm-hmm. these older women now I could go off about their ages too, because of course, some of them seem a little young to me for this, but, you know, whatever. And I'm sure some of them are on the show just for the same reasons that, that the 25-year-olds are on the regular Bachelor for fame and blah, blah, blah. But there are always people on these shows at any age that are there to find love. Like... There's always at least a few that seem to be there for genuinely that reason. And so the fact that the narrative, at least of this show so far, has just been like, it's not too late. And it's like, we still have life to live and like love to give and receive and all these things. That is just, it's just sweet to me. So like, it is never too late. And... Yeah, if you need help figuring that out, you can hire me as your life coach. <laughs> I didn't mean to turn this into like a like a a a way to like pimp Amelia and her and her business, but like honestly, like I'm I mean I, I do credit you to some of the more positive thinking that goes on in my life as a result of stuff like that. So like yeah, you, know, you should you should feel good about that, and you should understand. Like you, Amelia, should feel good about that, and you listening. You know, um, I'm not saying necessarily that you have to hire Amelia. I think it's a good fucking idea, but like, just know that like you can still have joy, even though the yes. world isn't is a vampire and a dumpster fire sometimes. Yes, but yeah, they're still good out there. Mm-hmm. And if you need help finding it, check me out on app. 
Fuck the perfect life. <laughs> there you go. And uh, if you want general and infrequent ridiculous shenanigans and also for some reason me just posting about the power rangers figures that i got <laughs> you can check out a black sparrow on blue sky twitter i'm not calling it i is a small side note we don't have to get into this today maybe next next time we call but like i love that like most places call it Twi- uh, x the platform formerly known as twitter like it's I fucking prince like, and i get i get why but like yeah it's like when prince went by a symbol yes or the artist formerly known as Prince, exactly. Yeah. But like, uh, you can find me there. You could also find me on Instagram. I've been trying to post more pictures there. I've tried to post more on Inst- uh, on on Blue Sky. You, I, I'm not gonna hold on to my Twitter account for too much longer. I, if anything, I'll keep it just so that I can see certain things on Twitter because I know when you delete it, like certain things, you have to have an account to see. And because some people's accounts are listed as explicit, like it, I, don't, mm. I don't want that, you know, like it may not, they may not be explicit but because they say the word fuck a lot or something like that. Well, it could, and they've you know. made it since, since I left Twitter, mm-hmm. which was, I don't know, probably a year ago now, it has been harder to see tweets if you don't have an account. It almost always asks me to sign in to mm-hmm. see something. And I'm like, Fuck you, I'm not doing it. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you can find me there, but like, honestly, uh, expect me to post even less on Twitter than I normally do. Mm-hmm. I've, I really, like, the the main thing that is keeping me posting on Twitter now is that there isn't really an established, like, baseball blue sky yet. Like, mm-hmm. people don't really talk baseball on blue sky, at least in the spaces that I've seen. So, like, once, like, the brewers and shit get a blue sky account and start posting there, then twitter is a wrap for me basically yeah <laughs> but you can find us there and then you can you know uh at uh a- like aswayd on instagram or gmail like i said earlier mm-hmm. i don't think we'll get a blue sky account for the podcast i don't really see the need for it yet but if y'all clamor hard enough for it i have an invite i can use on that so mm-hmm. so yeah w- with uh i guess uh we hit the limit on your voicemail or something yeah we went a little long Sorry, not sorry. Oh, I just, re- I just look. I just now looked at the time. <laughs> it didn't, didn't buy. Like I didn't even think to look at it until, until just now. So, anyway, I'll, we'll call back next week about how to quickly snoop through your significant other's phones when you're, when his eyes are shut mid sneeze. Bye. <laughs> not a good idea. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>